0: Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 206th film from 2020. It's the Brazilian comedy Airplane Mode or Modo Avio. It's directed by Cesar Rodriguez. It stars Larissa Manala, Arazo, Carlos... Katauska, Kanoro, and Andre Frombach. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with
1: MJ, and that was horrible. <laughs> there, 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 are some, no, there are some tough names there. I was um I was conscious of that when I was uh when I was looking at you know the the cast list afterwards and I was like, I can't wait to hear Jesse have a dip <laughs> at these names. <laughs> um yeah, apologies to all involved. I gave it a crack no, <laughs> <laughs> where
0: we're at. <laughs> We're going to talk about this film today, so if uh, you wanted to check it out on Netflix before listening, give us a pause because we will spoil this one and talk in depth about some characters and scenes, but we do start Mm. this off with our Fast Flicks where we intro the film about what it's all about in a short little summary. What's your Fast
1: Flicks? Fast Flicks, short summary of Airplane Mode. You've got a, (laughs) I'm calling her a zero to hero social media influencer because she sort of he mentions it. It happens very quickly. Zero to Hero social media influencer who's employed by a fashion label moves to a rural town as her parents try to get her to curb her phone addiction. I like that. That's
0: really... It gives the good gist of everything because I, I struggled. I really struggled with this. I, I had to go to the bare basic minimum. Uh, oh, I, I love when a, you do this. A social media influencer needs to break her addiction. <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't... come up. I, it here, is yeah.
1: funny that we've, we've come, like, social media influencer is, is such a thing. Like, you don't have to describe it anymore. It, it is, and, and this movie takes a piss out of it a bit, which I enjoy, but the, the fact that we just have to say social media influencer as if it's like a profession. How much time has changed where that is just an an actual thing now?
0: Mm, so true. So true. Yeah. Crazy. Um, <laughs> What did you find out about this movie? International film. Sometimes it's
1: hard. I'm hoping you've, you've got the goods. Well, I, I appreciate you hoping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm, I'm going to tell you what Wikipedia told me, basically. Um, in in April of 2019, it was announced that during the 2019 Rio 2C, which is the Rio Creative Conference, uh, which is an event, Netflix was announced at that point in time they were going to produce its first Brazilian comedy film, Um so Netflix on board early on, they haven't, just, they haven't just gone to a film festival and said, yep, this looks great, we'll, we'll, we'll pick it. They've gone, yep, we are going to make a Brazilian film for the Brazilian audience. Or in this case, this is the, also the first Portuguese language Netflix original comedy film. Comedy. I specify the comedy because we, <laughs> we have done a Brazilian film before um, and it was not a comedy. <laughs> it was very full on. Oh, uh, Matador, or, or in English, the Killer. If you do want to check that one out, but um, I haven't got much more information apart from the fact that it did also mention that the quality of the English dub was reported to be very poor, with a very bad lip sync on this. Now, you and I were purists, so we are we did want to hear it in the native tongue, so we didn't actually get to experience that. But there was obviously a bit of back chat, a bit of uh, a bit of people upset about the, the bad lip sync. Um, my advice is turn the subtitles yeah. on and watch it in Portuguese. Yeah, um, it's,
0: almost, it's almost like you can't complain about it. If you are watching. if you're that lazy <laughs> that you, it's like, no, nah, you can't complain. Literally. I think every letterbox review I looked at complained about it. I'm like, well, you're not a real, real, That's like right. listen, listen to it in the native tongue. Otherwise you're not going to get it. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, if, if I, I reckon there's like once a week I could quote Bong, Bong Joon-ho's Oscar speech about, you know, yeah. people needing to get over the fact that they, they could just read it. Um, I'm obviously paraphrasing him, And then the film was released on the 23rd of January, 2020. Um, pretty quick. So from April 2019, when it first got announced, film got made. January 23, 2020, Netflix is releasing this film. And that's basically all I got, Jesse.
0: I saw this real dicey um, statistic that I have no idea whether it's true, and I'm guessing it's not. But I'm sure you saw this as well. Netflix I chose to admit it. Non-English <laughs> language movie. I call absolute bull on that. <laughs> Whoever put that on there, like, is taking it, taking the absolute Mickey because I, saw, I find yeah, that is so yeah. hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> so that was on
1: IMDb, and it was uh, five out of five people liked that. That stat, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's no. At least Wikipedia is. is as much as we know, Wikipedia can be uh, can be messed with. They they do provide links, and often when you do want to get something, you more, there's a lot more juicy information in the links they provide. But there was nothing to support that. I think someone just said like, "Yeah, I reckon I reckon this is the most watched. I reckon it must be 100." <laughs>
0: um, the critics, the audiences, like so. This was filmed in in Brazil, um, in Sao Paulo. What were the critics and the audiences saying about this film?
1: Yeah, well, audiences have it sitting at 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb. That's off 2,600 ratings. Letterboxd, 2.4 out of 5, 7,500 ratings. So a lot more people have rated on Letterboxd as they have on IMDb, which is happening more and more, Jesse, and I think we're at the point now, Letterboxd is becoming somewhat mainstream, obviously still big for the the real film fans, but it, it is just catching like wildfire letterbox. So it's it's just a real credible source, I think, these days to, to get an idea of who, who likes what film. Good. And when we move to our less credible Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> where
0: there's only two reviews from, uh, from critics. So uh, they're both rotten. Both both critics' are, um, reviews were rotten. The audience, less than 50 ratings, and it sits at a 55%. So I uh, sort of sits in close to it. What the others are all saying anyway but what what are you thinking about this film
1: i mean is this film ever going to be more than like a 55 percenter you know like this this film is never going to be someone's favorite film of all time um like there was a sweetness to it that, that i kind of enjoyed uh, there were there were parts where i thought i was watching uh, like a nickelodeon type tv show um but but overall, this, this movie kind of really nicely fit into that nice, cute, wholesome-ish category. And, and you're supposed to leave this movie feeling pretty good. And uh, look, I've, I've had much worse times watching movies than watching this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, <laughs> this this started off absolutely horrendously. And
0: it had a real decent patch in the middle. But then it just like fell off a cliff again. Um, and it's It's so hard to enjoy or recommend a movie where the main protagonist for the first half of the film, is so unlikable. Um, <laughs> That's the Nickelodeon
1: side I'm... of it, right? I, I, do you see what I'm saying with that? It, it felt like a, uh, like the Amanda show, the over-the-top crazy kind of, yeah. yeah. But if I had stuck with that vibe from the middle half
0: right through to the end, I would have been like, cool, that was a decent movie. Like, they stuffed up the start, but it was okay. But then the, mm. the back end just went straight back to what it was like at the start. and am like, this is just foolish. Anyway, let's, um, <laughs> let's talk about the characters. Fill us in on who you liked in this.
1: Uh, well, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll look, it's, it's actually, I found it really quite hard to, to dig too deep into some of these characters. Um, but I'll start with Anna, who is our main protagonist in the film, our social media influencer, if you will. Um, <laughs> funny that you, uh, that you said what you said because there were times where she was a bit too much for me. <laughs> I was like, I think, I think you're overdoing this a little bit, Anna. I think like, you're losing me. You're being a bit silly. Um, but there was something about her. And I think this comes from the very opening scene where there is some narration where she kind of explains how she became a social media influencer. Like, it basically from, uh, I think she posted a photo, it got a lot of hits, and all of a sudden she became. So she went from nothing to, you know, big time star in three months' time. So you, you got that sense that she was a grounded person initially in this film. And I kind of, as crazy as she was being, I kind of always had that in my back of my head, that she is this grounded person, that that person does exist. Because um, I sort of always felt like there was this cool, sort of sensible girl under there. And that bonding that she had with her grandpa, when she started going into the whole dressmaking side of things, even the romance that she had with Zhao. I, I'm going to have an issue pronouncing that name. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think it's, don't going to go with Zhao. That, that, that Anna was actually an interesting character. And I, I quite enjoyed watching her, um, her growth to that point.
0: Yeah, I I liked that middle part of her with her grandfather, not necessarily the, the romance with Jiao, but like yes, yeah, I I like that part. But there's only one part of that in the film that doesn't make that whole character for me. Um, because like that whole idea of I get it, you know, it's it's a story to be told about, you know, you wanna be a people wanna work in fashion. They want a career in fashion and then, you know, becoming an influencer might be an easier, shorter road at this stage rather than putting in the hard work or the hard yards to, to do it. And then just that focus from her at the start about being so obsessed with how she appears online um, and those car accidents like yeah. the fact that she's still out her license after having eight accidents, accidents—like, must unless you kill someone on the road in Brazil, like you're all good, apparently. Um, I just really, <laughs> really disliked her for apart from the scenes with her grandfather, I didn't like her.
1: Can I do you lose demerit points in Australia if you just <laughs> have a little bingle like that, though? I don't know if you would. Uh, I think the police can get you for
0: not uh, maintaining within a safe breaking distance if you do have like a little. So they they can. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Story for another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to move over to Germano, the uh, the grandfather, and I, I thought I actually thought this was a great character, almost as if he was from a different movie. Um, I really bought into him and his growing relationship with Anna. At the start, he does have this grumpy intimidation about him but he softens slowly and, and, and proportionately throughout the film and, and I, I bought all of that I, I bought what I saw at the start I'm like yep that's who he is but I also bought that he was you know ready to grow and you, you sort of see these glimpses of him from start to finish in this in this story specifically where you, you understand why he's been the way he is like he, he just wasn't this grumpy old man who had cut ties with his family and he'd made some tough decisions and all that kind of stuff he made decisions that were that were difficult and it kind of left him isolated, but he never really knew how to mend those scars with his son specifically. Um, but deep down, he's kind of always been, seems to have been ready and willing to reconnect because underneath he's, he's kind of a bit of a, a big softy. Um, and I like the way they broke him down to get to that point.
0: Good. Yeah. I, I uh, agree in a lot of ways. I, I didn't even believe the idea that he was at the start that he was that grumpy. It was to me, I was like watching it as more like a bit of a show because I want to, Show her how she needs to grow through me putting on this bit of a bit of a you know a grumpy old man factor, and I, I enjoyed yeah. that. I thought um, you know that whole idea of the, the falling out with his son on um, his dad, and and the the wife who's passed away, and 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 just even that car, the idea of the car as that bonding mechanism between himself and his granddaughter. Um, I mean, it, it, it leads to a lot of scenes that I necessarily didn't like, but it was still a really good. Um, Plot point to put in there because you needed something because obviously the the her ability to communicate wasn't necessarily she can communicate through a phone so it was just nice to have that in the the stability of of their environment. Uh, I mean, I, I loved his sweetness, but the whole idea of um, like they were always going to set him up with Jia's mum. Like the first scene we see
1: those two together, I was like, oh come on, didn't need to either. Like the <laughs> no. movie didn't need that. I, I know it was kind of like barely touched on. Like at the end, they sort of say good day, sort of thing, but yeah. it's. It didn't need that at all, because like, clearly they've been friends for years and yeah. years, like they live close enough to each other, and yeah, I, that, I thought that was a bit weird. We, yeah, we didn't need,
0: like, the, the scene in the kitchen where he's like, you know, oh, you're doing so well with all the kids by yourself, and it's like, oh, here we go, <laughs>
1: here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but that actually was the first time we saw a, a softness to him that we, we hadn't seen, and that's when you're like, ah, oh, this is this is who he actually is. Mm. All right, who else? I had trouble with a lot of the other characters really trying to get anything else out, but we're got to go with Zhao. He's obviously the the you know the romantic counterpart in this film, and he's obviously a very seems to be a very quiet and shy kind of guy. He's clearly into Anna from a physical perspective because there's nothing else to suggest why else he'd be into her from like the very start when she's just like an absolute arsehole. and he's just kind of sweet her straight away. Uh, but he's a lovely dude. He seems to be really selfless. He's always ready to give others the benefit of the doubt, and I guess maybe that's why he, he sort of worked with her because he was giving her the benefit of the doubt from the very start. So you kind of allow it. You let you let this happen. Uh, it was it it's it was fun. Yeah, I
0: I I felt like he was too good for her. <laughs> just just even even though we we get that idea of you know she's developing and stuff like just yeah I, like what exactly what you said there's there's no reason for him to be like I'm gonna put everything I can into her because she gave nothing back that was that was positive so. But again, at the same, the first time you see him on the screen, it, it's one of those obvious things. You're like, "Ah, oh, this this, this is going to oh, end up yeah, with him, right?" And uh, I don't, know. I like a bit more intrigue in a film. Like,
1: give it a bit, yeah. Anyway,
0: but that's the type of film this is. That's the type of film. It is. I
1: was going to say the film wasn't pretending to be anything it wasn't. Exactly, at least exactly, yeah. I, I put down Car- 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 Carola,
0: the the villain, Carola. just because like you've got to put her down as part like the worst parts of this movie. Like the boss, the villain, the media mogul, like. It's like she's got a henchman, that that Fausto dude is <laughs> literally like a henchman. It's like your yeah, Cruella de Vil with your, your dudes that do your, your dirty dirty jobs for you. That that's that was like, like a caricature. That's
1: what it was. She she was the like Nickelodeon villain of this mm. film. Um like over the top, unrealistic, not like not one positive bone in her body. But I guess you kind of cop that just to see her get taken down at the end because you know it's coming, or every time she does something and she's getting worse and worse and worse, you know, you're like, Well, I gotta see you get it soon. Uh, and if you buy in enough, that moment is actually really satisfying. But you're right, it was her and Germano in the same movie it was just bizarre. <laughs> mm.
0: The other, I like, think Gil was uh Anna's boyfriend early on, like this, this actor who's part of the whole fakeness and the, the social media idea of this thing. Did you think that? Him and Thorstey were together. No, like I, I didn't know. I, I just had the impression the whole time that like the way that they were looking at each other, they were they were they had a thing going on themselves. So it just made the whole thing even more ridiculous. Um, like anyway, <laughs> that was just my, my take. Um, they could have. Yeah. and the, I just want to mention her parents too. Like, I mean, obviously they're concerned about their daughter, um, Anarko and Laura. But like, what horrible parents! Like, you set up this huge lie to save your daughter. It's almost unforgivable. Like, it's horrendous. I don't hate
1: it. I don't hate it. She's she's beyond being saved. It was (laughs) it was a safe environment they were putting her into. Like realistically, they get arrested
0: though. How how does she not actually have the police knocking on her bedside table saying you've had a big accident?
1: (laughs) She was. she was basically going on a on a trip with her grandpa, like for a little holiday to her grandpa. It wasn't horrible what they were doing, and like the detox side of things was was good. She wouldn't do it herself, so they uh they took the man to their own hands. Like get yeah, there anyway.
0: Okay, cool. Any any other character? I don't know. I really know You're allowed to
1: disagree with me.
0: <laughs> oh, God, I was just like, can we actually have like some real stakes there? Be like, cool. You go to jail, or you go spend two weeks with your grandpa. <laughs> well that's that were the stakes yeah but like actually like show there's the real <laughs> consequence for being, for driving on your phone <laughs> uh, um, it is true director Caesar or Cesar Rodriguez mm. TV directing but uh, nothing I'd heard of
1: have you, you seen the the odd, odd movie sprinkled within his TV stuff there was movies like an extremely nutty teacher and my mum is a character too as in like to the sequel, uh, so he's—I guess he's got a bit of a. This is kind of his vibe. This kind of fun, silly, uh, young teenage kind of uh, movie. Good.
0: All right, let's let's move on to
1: some scenes. What
0: are some scenes that you enjoyed?
1: <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the fact that you're going to hate some of these. Um, good. <clears throat> I like I liked the parents. I don't know why, but I did I kind of liked them, particularly the dad from the start. So cool character. So cool yeah I kind of like the way that they were forced to follow her life via social media. That's how they sort of kept in touch with what she was doing. And when she wakes up in the hospital, when she says something like, you know, I've got my fans, I've got this, I've got a boyfriend. And the dad says, you've already lost your boyfriend. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. She's yeah. saying all the things that she's going to miss out on that. He's like, Oh, that's, I saw it, man. Right? It, it was like, I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: thought
1: that was funny. Um, this one, I don't know why I found so funny, but I have to mention it because I found it funny. When she first arrives at uh, her grandfather's house, she just starts clapping. <laughs> She's just <did> clapping <laughs> yeah, everywhere. The doors, I-
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just thought that was funny. Um, that's, that's the only sort of funny stuff I had, but I, I did have to mention that too. Um, this, this movie actually is the home of a wonderful quote. You know how I like quotes, Jesse. Mm-hmm. When Germano spoke about his wife's famous... Way of living life, how he said, living is about searching, not finding. I thought that was wonderful. I thought that's a very nice way to live your life. Uh, always, always be on the move. Always want more. Always expect more. Uh, never think that you're just going to get there and just sit there. So I thought that was Good. very nice. And this is where we'll disagree. But I like the whole final setup that they did with Corolla, and like they all came together. I, I think I bought into the wholesome side of <laughs> yeah, things you did a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Um, I like them working together. Some of them had roles that weren't required; um, but <laughs> they were there, and I, I appreciate it. And I like seeing her cop it. I like that. I needed that. This this movie made me feel I had a smile when it finished.
0: Good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, we needed we need a little bit of difference at times, so it's nice to <laughs> to hear what what can be enjoyed in this. But like like in saying that, I did have some stuff that I that I like. Um, the, the live stream at the anniversary dinner, I just thought this was absolutely hilarious where um, Gil dumps her and just made me laugh because she's expecting to move in with him. And then he just like walks out all dramatically, like, oh, I've got a broken heart. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, the, the, and this is, these are some nice moments. Like, I liked uh, Grandpa and, um, and Anna stopping at that view of the countryside and this is where that like one of those really nice discussions had and you know they talk about you know i'm sorry for judging you without listening and and she's like you know that's what most people do they judge me and and it was followed up at that nice moment they go back home and he's like cool let's open up grandma's door and go through her belongings but i thought that was really nice and a good part, part of myself. that middle part yeah. i really liked them yeah um and then i the follow-up of cool we found grandma's stuff and then her idea of using that as inspiration and and that that story of their their love inspiring her fashion, I, I thought that was really nice
1: too.
0: Um, that was, was nice, really nice. nice.
1: Yeah, I, I actually, really you know, when she me. when she drove off at the end, I actually thought she was going to go back to that spot, that view, that and her good. grandfather was going to find them. I thought they're going to have another chat, but it didn't happen. Um, been good. anyway, things you didn't like. Two things I did not like when she breaks into the store. Yeah. Um to get the toilet paper not that big a deal but she she obviously reaches for the phone and she falls over and they all come in and then the mum says girls let's clean this mess but it was just it was just a crate that tipped over like (laughs) that's that's all it was it wasn't like she ramsacked the whole place so they sort of there and they'd like pick up the crate and that was it so um you know do better that wasn't (laughs) that wasn't very clever and The picnic scene was super weird. So (laughs) personally came out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden they were just having a romantic picnic together. And I was like, okay, so we kind of assumed they were gonna be romantic, but this is just like there was no like, hey, let's catch up tomorrow, or let's it was just there. The scene just happened. And they were doing that weird, holding hands. Beautiful picnic setup, by the way, like very glamorous, very glorious. And then Julia, the little sister, just rolls in and says, I'm bored. I thought we were going fishing. It's like, what? They don't seem to be set up to go fishing. (laughs) They seem very much set up for a picnic. It was so weird. That that scene was just, yeah, that was a very obvious one, but uh, yeah, it's probably one of the worst ones in the film for sure.
0: Okay. Uh, i got a few. Sorry. I Uh, can't wait. (laughs) It's my favourite
1: part. Favourite part.
0: I was going to, just the start of the film, like the whole social media post and stuff really did my head in to start off with. But And I'll I'll ask the parents, but the whole idea of the dad doing a gross shit. So that's literally the opening shot of the film. Like, oh, dad. Ugh, yuck, ugh. Like, Okay, that's what we're in for. That, that is what we're in for. It's going to smell this movie. Um, oh, good <laughs> one. Anna not knowing anything about her boyfriend, except this line where she says, he prefers TV over movies. Netflix. Mm. Oh, come on. A little bit of that, that referential <laughs> rubbish. Um, <laughs> and then the, the whole, like, you know, the mum's like, oh, don't go. Before you've had some breakfast, and then of course she like does her Insta post of the breakfast. I was like, this is this is not my type S- of on. movie. This this <laughs> Sorry, not not my type of movie. Um, the idea of her bringing fanny packs back into fashion, <laughs> like oh wow, oh wow, like that's the the best thing you could think of bring back. I don't think fanny packs were ever in fashion.
1: Like, let's be good if they real. were though. There's a convenience to fanny packs.
0: It could be like, you know, what, what's that thing in the background of your the snooty thing or whatever it is. <laughs> Naughty, yeah, well those things. That could that could have been it. I don't know. Um and his big fake car crash, like the one that puts her in hospital. <laughs> it was so poorly done. It was like horrendous. And then just the fade to black with her waking up in hospital, barely had a scratch on her. Um and then just the I she's playing with the remote on the bed and cause she's the dick <laughs> <to her phone. laughs> oh, <come on.
1: laughs> You know what got me <laughs> about that car crash? I I quickly read the um synopsis when I when I pressed play and I obviously, it said, like, she has a car crash and then she goes to someplace. And I, like, clearly just, like, read the fact that it was called airplane mode. And I as, so as she had a plane crash, and I was like, <laughs> when's she going to have, like, this girl just had a car crash. She's going to have another plane crash. Like, this girl is doing it tough. But then I just clicked. I'm like, no, you idiot. It's called airplane mode. So yeah, She's going to start piloting a, a
0: plane <laughs> just on her phone and crashes <laughs> the plane. Um... The yeah. scene on the bus of her going her grandpa's and just trying to steal the lady's phone next to her. It was just like gimmicky. It was like your Nickelodeon stuff. I really like that, um like what you've said about that. I think that that ties into mm. what this is. Um the scene with her getting under the car, she's like, Yeah, I'll fix the oil. Like you knew that that oil was gonna go all over her face. And it wasn't much, it was like a little drip. I was like, Come on, you gotta gush her with the oil from the car.
1: Well, he did was, say I'm gonna I gotta got i gotta get rid of the screw so I can drain the oil. So, yeah. like, that was obviously yeah. the next step. Next step, yeah. Um, when she finds out that her ex Gil,
0: is dating her best friend or whatever, she loses it. She cracks at it, Jow, and you know, telling him, "You don't get it. You don't get it." Storms off. I was like, "Ah, oh. he cop that. He's been so good. He did not deserve that." That it was, yeah. Um, yeah. and then when she finds out that the the deal and the actor of the is the guy from the hospital and. Her driving and then the, the tears and the mascara running down her face. It's <laughs> so Aww. funny. That's awesome. Funny... Poor soul. Um, and then the, the end, the whole end, the whole fashion. <laughs> so, the worst part about it was Anna's uh, disguise. Like, she's got that black, black cape. <laughs> it's Cody. like, I, uh, yeah. you don't stand out at all because you're at a fashion show and you're wearing something you're completely covering yourself up. Everyone's going to be like, who's that? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh... Um, you you were very consistent. Like you spaced out your scenes wonderfully. <laughs> thank you.
0: Thank you. Let's um. Let's talk you about never went
1: long without disliking a scene. No, the whole no. Apart the middle part, I like the middle part. I
0: said that. Um, <laughs>
1: what are you trying to say? What are some themes? What are some ideas? Ah, uh, look, the obvious one being, you know you get out into the real world um yeah. get off your phones i think there was actually a really nice i can't remember the first part of it there was a scene at the start where she goes somewhere whether it's the restaurant or whatever or even the office and every single person she sees is like on their phone and then you sort of juxtapose that with at the end when she's at that 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 country fair or county fair sort of thing and like she's scanning the crowd and like nobody's on their phone and it's a really nice look and it's a really nice thought that if you want to have a good time, you know, sort of get out of your phone, you know, start living your life. This like you don't need to be in the country to do it. Um and I, it's it's a wonderful message. Obviously it's a blatant message the movie's called airplane mode, but um you know, you can't you can't be mad at that. Um and I guess the, the other thing that I'm trying to say is to, to, to value the opinions of those around you who do love you and do care about you because they will always be there for you. And her parents are trying to tell her to do one thing and she's ignoring them. And yes, she has a falling out with them, but when she needs them again at the end, all these people that she sort of cut off, you know, they're there to help her in a heartbeat. And that, that's a nice message too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Good, good stuff. Like,
0: yeah. You mentioned that obsession with social media and the addiction to the devices, but the importance of family too. Like it was just nice to see this family unit get back together, uh, Honest, honesty and truth. The, the the social media boss lady, like the the idea of honesty and truth, and you're never going to succeed if you're not honest and truthful. Um, and I like the idea too of through her fashion, like the idea. I think the quote was like originality is a myth was was what one of them said. But you can be original. Um, don't steal other people's work. Do do your own stuff. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you will get found out. And actions have consequences. You, you steal people's stuff. You you tell lies. There's going to be you crash your car. There's going to be consequences somewhere along the line. Um, it's going to happen eventually. What did you take away from this one?
1: Yeah. Um, as much as I've been shouting its praises, th- this is a very forgettable film. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, it's fine and enjoyable enough in the moment, um, but the details of it probably won't stay with me for very long. Like I, I watched this movie two nights ago, and uh, when we were preparing for this podcast, like I was like. What movie are we doing this week? I couldn't even like, it like it, it, it. just wasn't already in my head. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to stay there for very long. I might have to re to this podcast just to remember it. Good. Uh, I think you. My takeaway. I think you've. Uh, you summarized even better that idea of
0: this uh-huh. being a Nickelodeon film because uh, I. My I was literally like, this is such a small demographic. This this film is almost like ten year old girls. That that's who mm. I would target this film at. So it's such a small demographic, but I like your your summary of, or the idea of what sort of film this is. So
1: yeah, yeah, and but you wonder how much the nice stuff in the middle of the film would resonate with, and that's the thing. Because yeah, um, yeah. that was that was really good stuff. So yeah, it's like that's, a different uh, film. That's why it was a bit wishy washy. Yeah,
0: it was. You're right. Mm. Did you go on IMDb to look anyone up?
1: No, I was really hoping someone from from the killer would have been in this film. So <laughs> but didn't, I don't think there was. No, nah, I didn't look
0: at it either. Uh, any questions that you want to ask?
1: I got two two questions for you. Good. First one, and this is yeah, I'm just gonna ask it. Did you get some falling in love vibes with this the, the movie, the New Zealand mm. uh, based movie that we did on uh, oh,
0: a yeah, remote phone location? Phone. No, that that was better than this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so even to even compare everything two about it remember? was re- yeah. really really similar. It's yeah. like this this sort of big shot woman goes to the countryside and finds a guy and then stays, uh, yeah, it felt very similar to me. Fair, fair connection, yeah. Um, My other question, and maybe we're the wrong demographic for this, but do you follow anyone on on your socials in the same capacity that that Anna sort of worked as, where they sort of post about every component of their day? Because I know we hear about these social media influencers, I just don't know of any that are just just do this. Like every, yeah, oh, I just had, breakfast. oh, I was just did a car crash. Oh, I just like, we've got to work does that actually happen
0: it must I think I reckon yeah yeah, yeah. it's a very good question because I 100% reckon that the younger generation do have certain people they follow to see their daily update Um, yeah right but yeah not not something that uh, anyone I follow that's
1: not sure no uh, the actors and the the athletes that I follow don't seem to be doing that
0: yeah Um, I just wanted to ask one thing why did the grandpa not have any toilet paper Cause you got Cause a bidet. Used... Yeah, like, don't you still need to wipe your the water
1: off your butt, or do you, do you just use a towel? Oh over yeah, over I it? had, I had the exact same thought. Okay. Like, because you you are wet after after the use of the like, sure I've seen
0: the before, but sure, they're still toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's let's assume that he's uh, he's very aware of what's going on and he wants her to be a bit self sufficient and see how she deals with the There's situation. A big shake to dry, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, it's it's a fair question. I think he does. I think he's got it. Uh, go break into a store. That's good. Let's uh, let's wrap this one up and
0: <laughs> put our thoughts together for a rating out of five. What are your final thoughts, this
1: there, there was maybe the odd occasion watching this film where I was a, a little bit bored or a little bit disinterested. But otherwise, it was kind of fun. Uh, it was very sweet. It was predictably satisfying. Uh, and the ending of the movie, for me, kind of made it work. I'm going to give it two and a half stars. I, I would struggle to think that this movie is going to be more than a three-star film from anyone. So, like, if you can give it two and a half stars, it's kind of almost reached its peak. Its
0: peak, yeah, peaking. Um yeah, I, I really I did enjoy those tender moments in the middle of the film between Anna and her grandfather. So I really did like them, but everything else around it was super ordinary, superficial. One and a half for me. Give us a two average. That's one then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's all I can do. Let's uh, play our social <laughs> media. let it off <laughs> you. <yeah. laughs> we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we got Instagram. Uh, question I want to put out there this is based on one of the scenes of the film. Do you call it cotton candy or fairy floss?
1: Well, you know my. Uh, I'm assuming it must be a cultural thing because in Australia, I've it's really? uh, it's fairy floss. Okay, yeah. Good. Um. I, also, fairy floss the... not very good. No, don't like it. Have you had it as an adult? Like it's you have a little bit of it and you're like oh, too sugary. Enough. I don't need to have that much more.
0: Yeah, I haven't had it in a long time. Um, I'm intrigued though. Intrigued. Yeah.
1: Try it. see what i Get sure a thinking. small one if you. Uh, you got to have it fresh can't... though. You
0: can't have the packeted stuff. That's rubbish.
1: True. Yeah. True. I can't remember when I last had it, but okay. anyway. Good. I will.
0: Right, well, we're back next week for another episode. It's from 2020. It's a psychological thriller and it's called Horse Girl. It's directed by Jeff Boehner. It stars Alison Bree, Debbie Ryan, John Reynolds, Molly Shannon, John Ortiz, and Paul Reiser. That's what All right.
1: Horse Girl. So, last time, I, I get excited when I look at the genre of what's coming up. But yeah. I shouldn't do that because, like, sometimes you get a comedy that's got, like, three little jokes in it and it's quite a serious film and you're like, okay, that's not what I was expecting. And obviously, the film we did last week, Four from Grace, psychological thriller, and I was like, oh, that wasn't satisfying, as a psychological thriller. But when I hear psychological thriller, I'm like, sweet, this will be great. But listen to that cast. That's uh, that's exciting.
0: Debbie Ryan, another – is that Disney Channel Debbie Ryan style? Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out next
1: week. We will find out next week. I don't know, Jesse.
0: I don't know. You're talking about Nickelodeon. That's a Disney Channel. <laughs> no, My like Netflix too. <laughs> As always, it's been it's been good fun. Um, liked it more than I because we got got to have a little bit of a, a backwards and forwards. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I will see you next week. See you then, mate.